I think they will be blown away and truly understand the power of digital collectibles because this is going to be going from, you know, looking at a phone to actually experience it or watching a movie and being in a movie. And, uh, and for us collectors, we will totally engage with the collectibles that we own and we love, for example, because we can see the animation, hear the sound, but also like for many folks, they're going to have their own man cave and arrange thousands of collectibles and relive their childhood without a constraint of space. And they can teleport or travel to, so they have their own Viva's home, right? They put on a headset, it's a totally different experience. It's a totally different world. Then you can travel to Hush Show's, Robert's showroom, and see his, you know, 7,000 NFTs. And you guys can talk about it. You guys can trade so you can sell and buy and sell. And you don't have to even go to the post office. You do all of that activities, all of those activities from the comfort of your physical real home. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the VV Vantage podcast. So the Apple Mixed Reality headset is coming out this Monday, June 5th. And it is very exciting news because it will change the game in so many levels. And in my personal opinion, I think it will benefit VV in so many ways in terms of bringing that new experience and ultimately mass adoption. There are so many exciting rumors and questions around it. So in this episode, we'll go through all of them and explain to you how this asset will benefit VV, not now in 2023, but this will be a very good foundation slash introduction for what to come in a few years. Let's get to it. So next Monday, which is June 5th, the Apple headset is rumored to be introduced. Uh, and I'm super excited about it because I've always been a fan of AR and VR headsets. I don't have one personally, but that experience is so cool. And the reason why I wanted to bring up this topic um, is because this is going to be, I think, well, it is still a rumor, but I think this is going to be a game changer for Apple for like the whole industry and especially for Vivi. Um, have you heard about that rumor of the uh, headset? No, I, I have not kept up with anything related to, to that. And to be honest, I don't have any Apple products other than a pretty old MacBook, but. Okay. I will try my best to convert you to become an Apple fanboy because <laughs> I love Apple products, but uh, we will get to that in a minute. So next Monday, which is June 5th, there is a, a, a rumor and it's, it's a rumor, but it's extremely close to being true because every single sources, leaks and everything have kind of confirmed it that Apple will come out with a mixed reality headset. So this will be the first brand new Apple product since the Apple Watch in 2015. So brand new. When we talk about brand new in this episode, it's like a brand new product, not like a newer version or an upgrade like the iPhone 10 to iPhone 12, for example. And this Apple headset, there might be some similarities with the Apple Watch in a sense that they might introduce it next Monday, but they're not going to start selling it right away. Because what happened with the Apple Watch was that they introduced the, the device in 2014, but then they didn't start 
announcing the price and start selling until 2015. So for, for the Apple Watch, there was an eight month gap between introduction and shipping and get the actual devices to the consumers. Um, and I think that is because um, they're trying to maybe measure the interests of people. And at the same time, this is gonna be a brand new product for Apple. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to work with developers, give them like a period of time to start building apps and games and experience for this headset. So when it gets to the, the regular consumers like us, we'll have something to do with it. And at the same time, like the first product will always be kind of expensive and only for first adopters. Um, so long story short, they, are, they might be introducing it, but this is not going to be like a product that is used by everybody, like, like the iPhone or the Apple Watch. This will be more of like an introduction of what to come in the future, because this will be very expensive. It, it is rumored to be around $3,000, so very expensive, yeah. But it's going to be very, very powerful um, and mostly, again, geared towards developers and, and um, engineers and just people who want to, to try out this product, right? And some will see it as a collectible as well because people always try to collect um, the first of everything, right? I think there was an article somewhere about the first ever iPhone that came out in uh, 2007 and somebody sold an unopened box of the first ever iPhone that came out in 2007 uh, for let me let me look it up real quick. Um, that sold for thirty two thousand dollars. No way. Yeah. It's so, for them. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 FA of the iPhone came out in two thousand uh, seven. Unopened box seal that sold for thirty two thousand dollars. So. Dang. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Some some initial thoughts. In regards to this headset, AR is it AR and VR? Yeah. So let me clarify on that. This will be a mixed reality device, which is a combination of AR and VR. So AR is that experience that we have with VB, like when you take a photo of your kid next to your Mickey Mouse. That's AR, right? The VR is basically you immersing yourself within like in this virtual space, virtual world. Um, and this device can do both. So what's really cool about it is like, so this is my glasses, right? Um, usually the Oculus devices from Facebook, you cannot see through it. So this whole section is blocked. So it's only a VR device where you can only see the screen inside the glasses. But for this Apple device, you can, so you can see the screen inside the glasses, but it's also, you can see, see through it as well, oh, uh, which neat. is going to be, yeah, which is going to be pretty cool. So if you want, you can watch, you can immerse yourself in VR, watch a movie, play video games, or you can switch it to AR 
and see your Spider-Man or or your Mickey Mouse in your living room. So you're gonna see both experiences. Yeah, but to answer your question, it's gonna be a combination of both. All right. Mm-hmm. So I I can't say that I've used anything like that before. Yeah. Um, especially considering that it's brand new, right? Or or pretty new. <clears throat> uh, but I've been to some gaming facilities. Like, so uh, have you ever heard of Dave and Buster's? Yeah. It's like the adult version of Chuck E. Cheese's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I've gone to those before and I've tried some games where you have to put on like a headset. And then mm-hmm. like you were mentioning, it was a VR headset where, right. <clears throat> where uh, I, I was in a different, I was like in the game. Right. And just like, I could see around and, and do whatever the game wanted me to do or what I was supposed to do. Right. And I could only tolerate that for a couple of minutes at a time because it, right. it has to be pretty disorienting to, especially like if you have the, like the, the sounds, sound effects and everything all around you, you, and you have that, I guess you could consider it, call it a screen mm-hmm. right next to your eyes. So like, my my only concern is the the only concern that I could come up with right now at the moment is what are the long term effects of having something like that close to your eyes all the time or like for an extended period of time right I mean yeah. we, we have our phones pretty close to our faces but like imagine bringing it like that much closer uh, I I know that those companies or like Apple have probably done their due diligence and figured out how to make sure that it's safe. Um, and they may have done some long-term studies, but that, so like one, how long can people tolerate having those on their heads? Mm -hmm. And then two, what are the long-term effects? If, you know, like, I don't know, uh, for, for the, for your eyes, like are people going to end up needing glasses Mm -hmm. afterwards, like after a couple of years when they might not have otherwise? So your first point is the exact reason why these headsets have not become a household name yet. And that's exactly why people haven't adopted yet because A, they're kind of heavy, right? And some of them, like the, the high performers, they are usually wired. So you need to connect it to your laptop or whatever. Um, so they're heavy. They do hit up. So it gets pretty uncomfortable and you get kind of dizzy after wearing them for a while. And they are pretty expensive too. And also like you would only put them on when you want to try something new. And after you try it, you you feel kind of tired and dizzy that you don't want to use them again, right? So that was my experience as well when I went and tried them on. Uh, So I went to this gaming facility uh, in Germany a few years back, and they had this whole room uh, dedicated to the VR headset. So like I put them on, I play games, and that was cool, but I got really tired. So I think what Apple would do to mitigate the issue of weight is that they will be making this headset using carbon fiber. So super light glass and aluminum. So three pretty light materials. So 
that will make the headset allegedly about 30% lighter than the Oculus headset. So it's going to be a lot lighter than the headsets that you and I have used in the past. So that will be one way to address the issue with weight is going to is that they will be using very light materials. And at the same time, technology have progressed in a way that the chips are getting smaller, the things within the headset. So it has is basically a computer, right? A lot of them have gotten smaller and lighter so they can pack more, more performance without packing that extra weight or even like they can now reduce the weight as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see whether people will be comfortable wearing this headset and people will be comfortable using it for an extended period of time. Hey guys, just a quick message. Every week, I MSV work over 20 hours to bring you the most non-BS VV content. English is my second language and there were nights we recorded until 1am. My brain stopped processing and I naturally spoke Vietnamese to him and it got pretty weird. But that's just how dedicated we are to this podcast. In return, we ask you to enter a gentleman agreement. We will continue working into 1am for you, but we ask you to subscribe to the podcast leave us a rating and tweet at us to tell us what you think because those comments will ultimately help us to refine the content just for you. That's it. That's all you need to do. Let's get back. Yeah. And there's something else I want to mention, which is, I again, like this is going to be an introduction to a much better line of product in 2024, 5, 6, and 2027, right? Because when the first iPhone came out, it definitely didn't have as many features as it does today. Like like my iPhone today can do a whole lot more than the iPhone that came out in 2007. I can drop it and the screen won't break as easily as the first ever version of the iPhone did, right? So it's going to take a few years, but this is going to be that introduction to what will come in the future. Also, they, do you wear glasses? No, I don't. You know, okay, so I do, right? So I have my classes here. One huge reason why I hate using these existing VR headsets is because I wear glasses. So when I want to use them, I cannot see anything without wearing glasses. So I have to put my glasses on and I'll, I have to put the headset on. So this, this extra weight from my glasses, there's extra discomfort because I'm wearing two basically two headsets at this point. So that's why I don't use it. But it is rumor that Apple will be coming out with custom prescription lenses. Uh, so for example, somebody like me, I can tell them, hey, I need this kind of lens. Then Apple will ship it to me. Then I will put it on the headset. Now I can experience the Apple headset without wearing my glasses, which is something that is kind of like, Maybe a niche problem to many people, but a huge problem for me. That's that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing like how that works and plays out. Yeah. And also, I want to mention something else, which is um, the resolution will be maybe around 4K to 8K, which will make it look amazing because nowadays when I watch videos on YouTube, I don't even watch 4K. I mostly stop at like, 1080p and that looks pretty good already so um you know experiencing this in 4k or even 8k 
would be really, really cool. And the reason why they are able to do it is because Apple have come up with these new chips that they have used in their like MacBook Pros and stuff um, that they will apply to this device. So this is going to be a very, very powerful uh, device. And let me see what are the other things. Oh wait, um, before you before you mm-hmm. move on, yeah, the the chips that you're referring to are these, you, you, and you said that they're making their own. Yeah, Apple make Apple started making their own chips, uh, maybe two or three years ago. Yeah, so in the past they used Intel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the MacBook Pro that I have, this is a 2019. This is still the Intel chip, but then the versions that they came out that they um, that came out from like maybe 2020 or 2021 those new devices, relatively new devices, they started putting their own Apple chip um, into them. So, and the Apple chips are really, really good. Now, are they being built in-house? Because Apple's a a US company, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So are they building them here or are they getting the material supplies from somewhere else? I actually don't know. All I know is that within the chip industry, there's this huge company in Taiwan Mm -hmm. that make the chips for many other companies, Um, not just so maybe Apple get the chips made there or maybe in the US. I actually don't know. But um, yeah, it is rumored to have two of these. They call it Apple M2 chips. So very high performance. All right. Well, yeah. uh, I don't have $3,000 to throw around, Yeah, but I'm hoping that I could at least try it out. Maybe at the next like Comic-Con or whatever, maybe Vivi has them available for people to try on, you know, fingers crossed. But- yeah, actually what, um, so that, let me transition to the, the reason why I'm excited for this device because it has something to do to do with Vivi. So again, the $3,000 price tag, like every single new product will be ex- expensive, will be bulky, will be heavy, but over time they will get cheaper. I think the rumor, another rumor is that they will come out with a cheaper version in 2024 and it's gonna be around 1500. So a little bit more expensive than a regular iPhone, but half the price compared to the the first version and so before i i get to vv i want to mention something that i think this will be very interesting to see how apple can succeed with this product because there are so many vr headsets available on the market already but none of them have really made it you know like you are not using it i'm not using it i don't know many people who are using these vr headsets and you know cost may be one thing that experience of using the product is another thing because a lot of these vr headsets from um htc or meta oculus meta they will advertise to do things such as video calls fitness playing video games but nowadays we still see people playing video games on their ps5 on the computer and not on these headsets, right? At least the majority of us, we don't see many people working out 
using these headsets. And we certainly don't see that many people watching movies or actually take advantage of the use cases that these devices are intended for, are built for. So Apple will have to do something to overcome those challenges, right? So like making the device lighter, more comfortable to use, but also they have to invent new use cases or improve existing use cases, maybe through the marketing or anything like that to actually get this device adopted. Because if we look at history, Apple have been able to, you know, to get the adoption, even though they were late to introduce some products. For example, there were other MB3 players before the iPod came out, right? But then Apple came out uh, with the iPod. Steve Jobs said that, hey, you can store a thousand songs in your pocket. That And the same thing to like um, their, um, what is it? Uh, what is that? Uh, wireless headphone call, AirPod. Yeah, the AirPod. There were other Bluetooth earbuds before the Apple AirPods, but now the Apple AirPods is widely used by many people. So, you know, if we, if we were to look at history, we can kind of say that they should be able to do it, but, you know, it's, it's just going to be a question. But again, going back to Vivi, why I'm excited. Um, I think this will be a game changer, not now, but in a few years. The reason why it's not now is because it's going to be expensive. Uh, it's going to be, it's, it's not going to be adopted by many people at the same time. Oh, well, Apple, yeah, well go on. Let, me, let me pause you there for a second. Hmm? Who's to say that Apple won't make those finance option financing options available right because they do that already they make it available already and mm -hmm. I, I completely overlooked that too just yeah now because you know kind of like if you if you don't pay for your phone outright right away you could finance it over like 24 months or or 12 months or whatever so yeah. with the, the same thing could be said with those um with that with that headset so maybe it's a it's going to be a lot more affordable it, it's but at the same time, if they release yeah. new ones later on, I, I do know because my wife has an iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. And she, after halfway through the plan, uh, she's done with her, her plan, um, a new iPhone comes out and then she upgrades it halfway through, right? Yeah. And so that's, it's convenient because she gets a new phone and she just, you know, continues to make those payments. Uh, whereas for me, like I have Android. Uh, an Android, and I have to pay for the phone in, entirely before yeah. I can upgrade it. Yeah. So, so I could see how Apple could lean into that a little bit more with the financing options, and then like as they release the the newer versions, I I could see them keeping the price way up there at three K, especially if they see that there's not going to be if there's not much pushback from the public because you know like. Uh, the with like all these new newer phones that Apple's been releasing, what's the trend been in terms of price? They're getting a little bit more ex more expensive every new edition, right? Yeah, yeah. And with the financing options, it's like a couple dollars extra per month, right? right. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if they would because like it's not it's not going to help their bottom line, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I. I I kind of, I believe like 
based on that kind of trend that I've noticed with Apple, I don't think that the prices would drop all that much. I think, in fact, it as people finance it and, and get really comfortable with financing these things, that they could start inchworming up the the price. Yeah. So I think you have a really good point in terms of that financing option, and I think people would definitely try to you know try to get it at the lower price range of like you know maybe two thousand or eighteen hundred even, but yeah, definitely not the three thousand. At the same time, they have to you know market it or create use cases to justify people spending the money because. Like when I spend, for example, like when you or your wife or when I like when we all spend like fifteen hundred dollars for a new iPhone or new Android device, we use this device a few hours every day. Like we need it, right? So it, we can justify buying it. For example, the the MacBook that I'm using, I think it costs around over two thousand, and I absolutely love it because I use it for about ten hours a day. But for the Apple headset, right now, based on a rumor, it like maybe the first iteration, what the first edition, it does pretty much everything that you are already doing on your existing device. So maybe they will have to, you know, creatively come up with something to get people to start trying it out. Um, yeah, but I think that people will definitely wanna want to um, experience it. And yeah, with that financing option, and especially Apple already have many apps that can integrate really well with the headset. So people will start using it. For example, there's that um, Apple TV. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, movie content. There's Apple Arcade. Have you ever heard of it? No, but based on the name Arcade, I, I yeah. think that it's just like a variety of gaming options. Right, yeah, so you, you pay $5 a month and you can play any game uh, within that Apple Arcade ecosystem. So they can integrate video games into the headset as well. You know, that that's that's mind-blowing um, because when I was a, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you, you know the company Sega, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so there was this uh, cable company called Jones Communications. And I, I think Comcast bought them out for people who live on the, the East coast, I don't know if it's Comcast is available throughout the U S but in either case, uh, Jones communications partnered up with Sega in the early nineties. And there would be this cartridge that you would put into the Sega Genesis gaming mm -hmm. console. And you would connect the, the television cable directly to the cartridge. And, mm -hmm. You could stream games from the cable company to the uh, gaming console, and for twenty, like ten or twenty dollars a month, you could play like fifty or a hundred different games mm. uh, on uh, at that time. And they were so far ahead of their time that, and the demand was not there that they backtracked and then the and they canceled it. They stopped doing that altogether, and then the cable company went under or got bought out by Comcast, I believe. And then years, years go by until what was, and I'm not, I'm not up to speed with like gaming consoles or anything like that. But what, what was it? 
maybe the PlayStation 3 is when, or, or like the Xbox One, I, I don't know. But yeah. it, was, it wasn't until like the mid 2000s, like 2005 to 10, somewhere around there, where streaming games became a thing. You know, so like, yeah, I, I, I could see like how, um, I mean, I'm, I'm just really impressed with how things have progressed from when I was a kid, like early 90s, uh, com- a company failed miserably with this idea. And then you have the streaming on the gaming consoles. And now we have that available on the phones. And now and now you're I, I, I take it that the direction that you're going with this is that um, the the headsets could stream games yeah so you could connect your phone to the headset yeah so well connecting i think the the headset will be like its own computer itself so you don't have to connect your phone to the headset like you don't have to put your phone into the headset Mm -hmm. or anything like that the headset is is its own computer so you like so you could manipulate something by putting your hands out in front of the the headset. Yeah, that is that is another rumor with this particular device because, like for the Oculus um, from Facebook, you have these two controllers, right? But then for this Apple headset, it is rumored that there won't be any controller. Um, so basically, like if you would put it on and you want to and you are looking at your VV showroom, right? You can just use your finger motions to resize the collectible in your showroom and you can change the position and locations just with your hands. So you don't need that controller. So kind of like Tony Stark. From yes. Iron yeah, Man. yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Yep. That. Yeah. Which is, which is going to be really cool. I, I, so again, I don't think it's going to be a game changer for Vivi right away, but oh. if you think about it, like, the Vivos, when they demo it in the Decon last year, they demo it using one of these VR headsets. So did you actually see that demo? I did. I saw the, yeah. the live stream. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Live stream. Like when people saw the Vivos the first time, they saw they had the experience with a VR headset. So the, I, I wasn't at the event, but I saw the live stream. And the team were handing out via headsets so that people can put them on and look at the Vivos. So they have that VR AR experience in mind. It would just take them a few years to integrate Metaverse with these headsets. Um, and at, at the same time, I think nowadays when you tell your friends or your wife or your kids about Vivi, you are showing them these 3D models or photos on your phone, right? which is kind of lame and pretty boring in a way because to them, to you, it's like your, your assets, very, very valuable assets. But to the majority of other people who look at it, they're just photos on your phone, right? But sure. then with these headsets, imagine that they put it on, they see the animations, they hear the sounds, they get immersed in the whole showroom experience, they see, you know, DeLoreans flying around. They see all the T-Rex, uh, all the all the T-Rexes, and then, you know, these newer drops. The animations look really cool, like like the dragon that you just complete, uh, the dragon set that you just completed. I think they will be blown away 
and truly understand the power of digital collectibles because this is going to be going from you know looking at a phone to actually experience it or watching a movie and being in a movie um yeah and uh and for us collectors we will totally engage with the collectibles that we own and we love for example because we can see the animation hear the sound but also like for many folks they're going to have their own man cave and arrange thousands of collectibles and relive their childhood without a constraint of space and they can teleport or travel to so they have their own Viva's home, right? They put on a headset. It's a totally different experience. It's a totally different world. Then you can travel to um, Hush Show's, Robert's showroom, and see his, you know, 7,000 NFTs. And you guys can talk about it. You guys can trade so you can sell and buy and sell. And you don't have to even go to the post office. You do all of that activities, all of those activities from the comfort of your physical real home. Because nowadays, if you have a set of collectible, like physical collectibles, you want to see Robert's collection, you have to go to his house. If you want to sell, sell him something, you have to package it. Hopefully it doesn't break, bring it to the post office. Hopefully it doesn't get lost somewhere. Wait about a week. You know, if it's an, an expensive item and if you don't know him, you hope that he will actually receive it and pay you. Um, but then with the, uh, but after that, there's nothing, but then with the, with these headsets and with the integration of VV into them, you can do all of that. And that experience will be much more elevated, um, at the comfort of your living room, for example. Yeah. To consolidate everything into one nice, neat package is the game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why I'm very excited about it because when people can start living in these virtual reality spaces and start engaging with their collectibles, I think that's when the adoption will happen. Just because it is just a totally new way to to look at something that is currently pretty boring. That is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed the episode today. And if you have, remember that gentleman agreement. We will continue working until 1 a.m. just for you. But in return, we ask you to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on the actionable and valuable insights, everything VV and OMI related. Don't forget to give us a rating and tweet at us. So let us know what you think about the podcast so that we can refine the content better just for you. Thank you so much. We hope to see you again next time. Peace.